Hello, Community Health Center advocates. This is Shamal, and welcome to this week's Advocacy in Minutes. Today is October 28, 2020, and here's the latest in advocacy and more in minutes. Joining me today are my team members, Marie McCauley and Kristen St. John. The countdown is on. There's less than one week until the November 3rd general election. Community health centers across the country are counting on us to represent the needs of 30 million patients. Please continue your advocacy online and encourage others to hashtag vote for community health. Also, join us today, October 28th, for a hashtag Protect340B Twitter chat. Log into Twitter at 11 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Central, and 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and go to NAC's page to join the chat from questions posted from NAC. Please help amplify the discussion by retweeting others' answers or responding to them from your account using the hashtag Protect340B and hashtag SaveCHCs hashtags. You can also tag your member of Congress and local media. Now, let's get into the latest CHC policy and advocacy news. Marie? Thanks, Jamal. On October 21st, 2020, NAC filed a lawsuit against HHS to defend the 340B discount drug program. NAC estimates that at least 10 million low-income patients will suffer reduced access to health center services and affordable medicine unless HHS acts now to protect the program. Many thanks to the PCAs and health centers who submitted declarations of harm to support the lawsuit. To further support NAC efforts to defend the 340B program, please visit our 340B advocacy webpage on the HC Advocacy website. There are three additional 340B related actions to take. Today, October 28th, is the deadline for comments on the proposed regulation implementing executive orders regarding 340B, insulin, and EpiPens. Please find NAC's comments and a short and long template you can use to write your own comments linked in the Washington update. October 29th at 5 p.m. Eastern is the deadline to get your member of Congress to sign on to the Spanberger-McKinley letter telling HHS not to make 340B a rebate program. So far, only 91 members have signed on. We need a majority of members in the House to really give this letter power. This deadline will not be extended. On Friday, October 30th, comments are due on the Republican Hill request for info on improvements to 340B. A template based on NAC's comments are coming soon. You can find resources for all actions in your Washington update on the 340B Advocacy Noddle Pod site or the HC Advocacy 340B Advocacy page. Kristen, what's happening on the Hill? Many thanks to all those who supported our advocacy efforts in circulating the Dear Colleague letter led by Representatives David McKinley of West Virginia, Mike Thompson of California, Roger Marshall of Kansas, Mike Levin of California, Frank Lucas of Indiana, and Tom O'Halloran of Arizona that encouraged HHS to revert the provider relief funds reporting guidelines to the standards set in June 2020. If taken, the measure will make it easier for providers like health centers to access the financial resources they need to continue supporting and protecting their communities. The final letter and its list of 244 signatories can be found in the link in your Washington update. Shamal, what's happening in the States? Thanks, Kristen. On October 1st, 2020, HRSA announced that they would provide an additional provider relief funding to assist frontline workers addressing COVID-19. As of October 22nd, HRSA expanded the application to include new providers, such as residential treatment facilities and chiropractors that have not yet benefited from the PRF. Use the link in your Washington update to apply through November 6, 2020. On October 20th, CMS approved Nebraska's Heritage Health Adult Waiver 
beginning April 1st, 2021, newly covered adults can access dental, vision, and over-the-counter medication benefits, but they must comply with community engagement and personal responsibility requirements. 41,000 to 51,000 beneficiaries are expected to enroll, with 45% opting to receive the additional benefits. This comes after the October 15 approval of Georgia's Pathways to Coverage waiver requiring new Medicaid enrollees aged 19 to 64 with incomes up to 100% of the federal poverty line to participate in 80 hours per month of work or other qualifying activities. CMS also finished reviewing the Georgia Access Model 1332 waiver and is working to finalize the conditions for approval. This would eliminate the use of healthcare.gov and transition consumers to enroll through private web brokers and insurers. We will continue to monitor for further waiver developments in these and other states. Lastly, on October 14, 2020, CMS expanded the list of telehealth services that Medicare will reimburse at fee-for-service levels during the public health emergency. To further this goal, there is increased support for state Medicaid or CHIP agencies, including this CMS state Medicaid and CHIP a telehealth toolkit located in your Washington update. CMS guidance related to distant site telehealth services at FQHCs states any service approved under the PFS can be furnished by any healthcare practitioner working within their scope of practice and delivered from any location. Payment to FQHCs for a distant site telehealth service is set at $92. Open your Washington update to see FQHC specific guidance from CMS on telehealth coverage during the public health emergency. Kristen, are there any learning opportunities for the listeners? Advocates can find a new resource titled Nurses on the Frontline Models for 2020 Flu and COVID-19 Vaccines in the Washington Update. And they also should consider registering for the next oral health webinar. The November 12th webinar is titled Oral Health Value-Based Care, an Introduction and Call to Action for CHCs. More information about this subject can be found in a recent paper, which is linked in your Washington update, as it showcases FQHCs as leading the transformation and value-based care. Thanks team. For our listeners, some quick reminders. Please continue to refer to our HC Advocacy Coronavirus Advocacy Tools in this challenging time. You can find the advocacy website at hcadvocacy.org. Also make sure you're subscribed to the Washington update so you can see more Health Center news and what we're reading. In order to keep up with all upcoming advocacy events, visit hcadvocacy.org slash calendar. And for further support, please email us at grassroots at NAC.org or follow us on Twitter and Facebook at HC Advocacy. As always, a huge thank you to all of our advocates for your strong advocacy efforts. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and healthy, and we'll be back next week.